0: The Media Files for June 5th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. me, it's 10:59 p.m. on June 2nd, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of the Media Files, a podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-revolving second chair is my bride of a decade, yeah. Lindsay. Welcome back. Yeah. Hi. We uh, just crossed celebrated. our... Celebrated. We just celebrated, crossed our 10-year mark on the 27th of May uh, of being married. That's crazy. It's so crazy, and it's gone by so fast. Yeah. So many things have happened in 10 years. We've This is only our second house in 10 years, which I feel like for like... That's pretty good. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. We've only been in two houses. We... Um, We've traveled a lot. We've seen it. We have three children, three wonderful, beautiful children who I've have been the object of my affection lately. They've been so good lately, and I've loved them a lot. And uh, we had a a really good anniversary. We went to that crazy Omega Mart place in Las Vegas in Area 15 with a... It's like this giant... Popular uh, art. Yeah, it's like an art installation. Yeah. But it's like this giant, weird supermarket that has this weird, almost supernatural story behind it and... Different dimensions, very silly. And then we went to dinner. Yes. At a very popular Chinese establishment called Ping Pang Pong mm-hmm. and had some dim sum, had some wonderful food. We just had a wonderful, stinking day. It sure did. And then. And then. We went to off. the movies! Yes. Which is only the second time in the last year we have been to the movie theater.
1: How fun is that? It was a good movie. Did so you, it was worth it.
0: I missed being in the movies. Yeah. Someone told me, someone told me they were like, I don't even care to go to the movies anymore. I just want to watch it on my couch, which like I, I understand that sentiment sometimes and for some movies.
1: Yes. But for this one.
0: I was so glad to be in the theater. Yes. Right. To
1: have the intensity and to be completely focused on it.
0: There was. And that's, this is a movie that I think benefited by that. Yes. So let's talk about that. You know, I always like, I always save what we're going to talk about until like I announce it. Even though people are downloading these episodes of podcasts and it's like the title of the episode of the podcast, it's, true. it's so stupid. <laughs> it's this silly little game we play, this silly charade we play. This week on the Media Files, we're talking about A Quiet Place Part Two.
1: Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sand. The
0: ship. A Quiet Place Part 2 picks up directly following the events of 2018's A Quiet Place. Spoilers here for A Quiet Place. Following the death of family patriarch Lee, mother Evelyn and children Regan, Marcus, and newborn son must very quietly leave their destroyed home for safer climes. Their journey reunites them with old friends, new threats, and a potential method of defeating the alien swarm for good. A Quiet Place Part 2 stars Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe, Jamon Hensu, and John Krasinski who also directed the film. It was released in theaters after over a year of pandemic related delays on May 28th, 2021. This was a film that you and I uh, nearly went and saw last year, almost had tickets to go see it last year and we then did? yeah, and then it got delayed. Oh, and I this was th- that. this for me was like the first big delay of like pandemic theater mm-hmm. that I didn't expect to see and then boom it hit and I all of a sudden for me that's when things became real. That's when I was like oh boy this is affecting films now and that's not okay and then it, of course we had a whole year of um, close to no theater film releases um, except for Tenet which we went we did and saw. That, that was the only other movie we've gone and seen in theaters since then um, and that movie was nope. all right. This one was better. This was much better. This was better. Anyways We are, I mean, no major spoilers of A Quiet Place Part 2 here, but we will be talking about some of the things that do happen so that we can talk about this film. Lindsay, what do you think of A Quiet Place Part 2?
1: I think it was just as good as the first one.
0: That's a that's a big and bold statement because you enjoy the first movie.
1: Yes, I loved the first movie. It was because it was fresh. It was a fresh type of horror movie. It feels... A family horror movie, which is so unique.
0: That's, yeah, something that you don't see. And, and you're right. I mean, a PG-13 horror film, and when those come out, those do tend to draw bigger crowds because there are people that enjoy seeing horror films but do not enjoy seeing... Blood and guts and nudity and gore and all that, you know all the all the things that frequently come along with horror films. And so, a PG-13 horror film comes out. You can bring some children to it, right within reason. And yeah,
1: within reason. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, definitely. It's just fright. That's a, I mean. Yeah,
0: which is okay. Something yeah. we love, and you know they they tend to attract a big audience. A Quiet Place was a huge success, box office wise. Uh, critically was pretty well acclaimed. People loved it. And you know I, I think that this is a really good follow-up. I think it was pretty apparent
1: I, and it followed this like the story just continued flawlessly.
0: That's what I mean. I think it was I think it was apparent to me watching this film that the the writers and the and the production team behind this had plans for a second story at the end of the first one there there was a there was a longer you know tale to be told and this was the natural evolution of that. I really liked this movie also. I'm not sure that I liked it as much as the first one because the first one was so fresh and unique in that setting and, and what it was trying to do, tell this family style horror movie. That uniqueness, I think, I, I was really blown away uh, coming into, into that. Now, the second one, I knew I knew that was going to be there. I knew that was kind of the draw of this film, and so I, I don't think it hit as hard for me this time around. Even though there are some very hard-hitting moments, some very wonderful family you know dynamics in this film, it didn't hit as hard for me this time around.
1: Because we didn't the first one we didn't know what to expect. Well,
0: right, that's what I mean.
1: And we didn't know the monsters, and we didn't know how they were gonna survive, I guess.
0: Right. And so I there's a lot that I really did love about this film. Number one, right at the beginning of the film we get a flashback I of
1: loved that.
0: I did too. I like that we kind of see flashback
1: to day one not of the monsters.
0: Not where the monsters come from. No. Just that they came. They appeared. Yeah. What we see is is what happened in that town in those in that first hour to two hours of this of this kind of disaster striking. I really love that we don't have any backstory to the monsters. We don't know why they're here. We don't know where they came from. I don't need Aliens, that. right? They're aliens. Please
1: don't make up science. I don't need that.
0: And I also love that they're not named. They're not clickers, clackers, bangers, walkers, shamblers, jumpers, lurkers, biters, hunters, nothing. They're just there. In fact, I can't think of a single time that they call them by anything in either film. Oh. And I love that. They don't have to be anything. They're just this existential threat to this family that's trying to survive, and i love that they're not trying to put a name or a science behind
1: they haven't. it. Haven't. I didn't even realize that. You I love don't that they have haven't. a name.
0: Because and because this movie's not about the monsters, it's about the characters. And and okay. the more okay. you the more you think about how much they don't pay attention to the monsters in this film, the more you realize just how important the characters are in the family dynamics of this character. There are things i didn't like about this film. I think that there are uh, bad characters making bad decisions, dumb characters oh, making stupid I mean, choices. It's a horror movie, that's to be expected, but my heavens, if you're alone, you know, just don't go outside, don't do, that. Don't yes. do what you're doing, you stupid idiot. And I and I that's thought that... all horror films, though. Of course, but I did think that multiple times in this film, unfortunately, thinking myself, why? Why? Face palming. Why? What are you doing? Why would you do that? And just upset by some of the decisions. Decisions that were being made other than that, I mean, everything else kind of stands up. I think that the logical fallacies of the first movie still kind of exist in this one when you start thinking about, okay, well, they're sensitive to sound, so why aren't they attacking everything? Why haven't these people set up sound traps everywhere? You know, I mean, you could really start digging into, like, the logical fallacies of monsters that are blind but sensitive to sound. And the more you think about it, the more I think certain plot points and certain scenes in this movie really just fall apart. But... I mean, just don't think about it that hard. And no. I think I think you'll be OK.
1: I remember that you that being your issue with the first one, though. You just you wanted to think so hard about it. And you just you don't you don't have to. You can still enjoy it without thinking so hard.
0: That's true. But it, I think it's a movie that asks you to think hard, too. It, it's a movie that asks you to think, you know. What,
1: no, it asks you to think, what would you do yes. in that situation with your family?
0: That's what I mean. And not and,
1: the science of the no, monster.
0: Not the science. But what I would do is. Is I would set up a lot of sound traps everywhere, and I would be in a very very quiet place underground. And I would, you know, X, Y, and Z. Why aren't they doing these things?
1: Like the fireworks, wasn't that? I mean,
0: yes, they had those things, but I mean, you could have used those to much greater effect all over the place, all the time. And there's a monster over here. All right, then we pull this string, and bottles clink a mile away, right? And they take off. There, there are things that could be done. Again, you just can't think about it that hard, but the movie asks you to. And so I, there is a little, there's a little pool there. But the sound design in this movie, and I think coming out of the first movie, you expect that. The first movie made such, you know, incredible use of sound, incredible use of sound design in how it played with silence. The movie is called A Quiet Place. It is about quietness. It is a quiet movie. And it's that way by design. And it makes you really pay attention to every sound that's happening all throughout the film. This movie doesn't as much. This movie doesn't ask you to... To pay attention to every sound just as closely. And I think that that was intentional, right? We were kind of progressing on the formula here. But there is in the opening scene in the in the flashback before the aliens come, there is a scene where John Krasinski's character, Lee, is walking down the street. He just went to a store to pick up some supplies for a baseball game and he's walking down to the store. And I remember thinking how clearly I could hear each of his steps hit the sidewalk and then he grabs an apple and he takes a bite out of it. And you hear the crunch such I mean, such a crisp clear crunch out of that apple and there's a dog in the back of a truck and he says something to the dog and you can hear the dog kind of rustle in the back of the truck. There is such clear sound design and i think that whole scene was set up just so you could focus on the small you know minute noises that go on in our day-to-day life that we don't think about at all but now you have to right
1: when they're focusing on regan and she has no sound or muted sound
0: very muted
1: then the, the, you heat that contrast you recognize it and it's just they do a really good job of making you focus on the Clearer sounds.
0: This is this is something that happened kind of in a, in another movie from last year. We talked about it a little bit, but Sound of Metal that was up for some some Oscar nominations, especially for sound editing, which I th- which I think it won for. And, I think it did. and this is this is a movie that I feel like kind of pioneered that a little bit in how it plays with deafness and how it plays with silence in a way that Sound of Metal kind of brought you into a deaf person's world to, to see what that must be like in certain situations. This one doesn't do that as much, but you're right. There are scenes where it is silent for a part, and then it goes back into noise as you go to a different character's perspective. And when you switch back into Reagan, it goes back into silence. And it's a very, very neat transition that puts you in that moment. Um, very tense, very scary scenes without any sound at all, which is... So cool to see, you know. So cool to be a part of an experience in a movie theater when sound is so important. It's bombastic and loud, and it's silent here. And that was just—I think that's so neat. I'm very impressed by the sound design of the, these films entirely.
1: Oh, I was exhausted by the end of the movie.
0: You were. I was. I was trying to <laughs> was talk so to you intense. as we as we left the theater, and you're like, "How can you talk to me right now?" Like. <laughs>
1: I'm so jittery. My
0: my energy is drained. Uh, But you're. I mean, it is. It is kind of an exhausting movie with with just how many things can go wrong in in a given amount of time, right?
1: Intense.
0: The movie moves, too. It's it's only an hour and a half long, just like the first one. And in that 90 minutes, you are getting just event after event, action after action. And it's I mean, you have barely any time to breathe between them. And it makes for a really great film. I think it makes for a really cool theater experience. Like I said, glad we saw this in the theaters. I I do have to say, and I don't know that it would be like this. I think about this all the time. I I like to read a lot of sci-fi. I like to read a lot of post-apocalyptic type scenarios. not
1: my favorite genre.
0: No, but I like the books. I like the video games of it. And... I don't know why post-apocalyptic America or the world, for that matter, has to be so cutthroat. Everyone has to be so scary and so mean to each other. And may, and maybe it would be that way. Maybe what, we would just di- do
1: what you can to survive. And then if that means we would
0: just revert to animal, yeah. you know, tendencies, reflexes and kill this person if it means a can of beans. Right. Well, maybe we would do that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not beans. Not sure you don't like that. beans. Maybe yeah. not me. Not beans. Well, I don't eat meat, so the beans, they're mine. I'd have to shoot <laughs> for, the- <laughs> for the beans. But, you know, it's just, it's just so harrowing. I did start reading... After this movie, I said, you know what, I'm in this world now, this post-apocalyptic world, I started reading The Road by Cormac McCarthy, which is another post-apocalyptic novel, and very similar situation, very few people left, and those that are left are just cruel, um mm. you see that in this movie. I do not like that. I love it. It's I don't know. It's fun. <sighs> but I don't know. It's 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 scary too because you know with the pandemic last year there were times where we saw people get very dirty, get yes. very mean towards each other, very selfish.
1: Very judgy and like self-righteous
0: it's very strange oh. to see people revert to those tendencies and so maybe they have maybe they're on to something here I, c- yeah, I don't know so. maybe maybe this is what it would look like <laughs> Um, but like we like we said this is not a movie about monsters this is a movie about people and relationships and family and I, I feel like we've got a kind of cool uh, trend in horror where horror movies are not scary because of monsters they are scary because of how people react in certain situations. Now, um, you know, you and I talked before recording a little bit about like the films Babadook or the film Hereditary or the films or to me, especially um, the video games, The Last of Us. This movie reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. In fact, if you have ever played The Last of Us, this could very easily, I think, in many ways be be a, a big screen adaptation of the last of us there is guy and girl who may have cure to world ending that. monsters right. and they are on a journey together to try to find a civilization that can help them uh, you know there With is that
1: one, and it doesn't have any like pop out scares in that game
0: right well uh, i mean sometimes but it's it's less about that it's more about the journey right. of Joel and Ellie in the last of us
1: i feel like the last game we just played had some pop-out scares. That oh, that was, was Resident Evil. That was Evil. different.
0: That was Resident Evil. Resident Evil is, is yeah. not See, that the, kind of horror, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's different.
0: The Last of Us is is about the, the characters. Yes. And w- about what people will do to each other, right? The game is not called Zombie Apocalypse. It's called The Last of Us mm-hmm. and it's talking about the people and so I, I really do kind of like that shift in horror. I like that we get to think about how people react in situations and like you said, this movie, movie put me into that situation, you know? We've got three little boys, and how would I react? Where would I go? You know, how are we prepared for these types of things? What would I
1: do with a newborn?
0: Oh, I don't even want to talk about the bad decision of having a newborn in a a world where you can't make noise.
1: I feel so bad. She's just surviving um, post...
0: Well, and apparently putting baby in a box with an oxygen mask works. Works,
1: yeah. I don't know. She's, like, dealing with postpartum in, like... One pair of pants her comfy pants and that's what you have to survive off of these are problems I feel so bad (laughs)
0: these are problems that I've not thought about at all honestly I've not I've not a single time considered that (laughs) in in these people's issues I've you know they're running out of food their house is on fire not you know she only has one pair of pants but that's I mean that's a real worry you just had a baby for heaven's sake Uh, John Krasinski though what a career this guy has had Uh, Kaylee very talented friend of the show and I just the other day were talking about you know like most talented people in holiday, in excuse me, in Hollywood, and she brought up John Krasinski's name. Like, maybe he belongs on that list. He's been a comedic actor, a romantic actor, an action actor, and now a credited and acclaimed director. I mean, what a career he's had from Jim to here, right?
1: From Jim to here. That's a good way to
0: that, put it. That should it. be his That's... autobiography. <laughs> From Jim to Oscars. He, I mean, he's probably. Does he have an Oscar? Probably I don't not. Know. Oh, well, if it won sound editing the year that it came out. I don't know if it did or not. What's he in I right now? Look.
1: What's that show? John Krasinski? Yeah.
0: He's not on a show right now.
1: No, that was, he was in that like action show.
0: Oh, the Tom Clancy one on Amazon.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Jack Ryan no, not Jack Ryan. Is it Jack Ryan? I
1: think it is. It is
0: Jack Ryan. I watched the first season of that.
1: From, 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 <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> you went that was from boring. Jim to Jack Ryan. From Jim
0: to Jack <laughs> yeah. to Lee. Yeah, I fell asleep in that show.
1: I never. I Again, it. I action.
0: I, it. I don't know. I know just,
1: action doesn't do it for
0: you. It d- just doesn't. But whatever, it's not good. We don't need to watch that show. I don't. We're not. We're not going to talk. Okay, we're probably never going to talk about Jack Ryan on the Media Files. But if we do, just know that like it bores the crap out of me. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do assign an utterly arbitrary rating to. Lindsay, how do you arbitrarily rate a Quiet Place Part Two?
1: I'll rate it. A baby oxygen mask.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I just, you know, that was it another was thing. So it's another thing I can't think too much about
1: oh baby on an oxygen mask no
0: like just putting your baby into a dark box and apparently the baby's just cool with that
1: I, I it wasn't it was crying it didn't want that
0: I mean well sometimes it was crying other times I feel like it was just like oh baby in a box here we go <laughs> it was just I mean, like how and they were walking miles yeah. with baby in a box
1: why you don't want it to make any sound I
0: I get why they're doing it but again maybe just don't have a baby in this situation maybe just don't do that I don't know
1: I don't know either
0: I arbitrarily rate a Quiet Place Part Two as Fallout seventy six out of a hundred.
1: Okie oh, dokie.
0: This felt like a Fallout game to me in a lot of ways. Like I, there I mean, was.
1: It felt like a lot of video games to you. Like...
0: It did, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, post apocalypse is a is a video game genre. You know, like, I
1: guess that's true. You
0: know, with between Fallout and Last of Us, especially, and, and I love both of those video game series a lot. Uh, this is, I mean, I felt right at home here, and now I'm reading now. <laughs> I'm reading The Road by Cormac McCarthy. I am like in the zone. What did I... I was at the gym the other day and I text you and I was like, how's our food storage look?
1: Yeah, that is exactly what you text me.
0: And you were like, I don't know. I don't know. It's bad.
1: It's okay. All
0: right. It's all right. It's not bad. It's all right. Remember last year when pandemic started and you cracked a can of wheat and milled it and made a yeah. loaf of bread? Out of it? You got a, We have a mill.
1: I wanted to know if I could do it.
0: Well, of course I could. you could do it. You're a great baker and it was a little stale. Yeah. Because the wheat was a little stale.
1: Well, it. It's, we could talk about this later.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you made a loaf of bread out of raw wheat. Yes. Which is not flour. Wheat. You milled it into yes. flour. Wow. What a skill. What a talent. I mean, Hopefully, the machine
1: did it. I don't know. I don't know I did. <laughs> we need to get
0: our. We need to get our food storage up to snuff. Okay. Just in case. Okay. The sniffers, the clickers, or the clackers or the. The boofers come, I don't know what they're called. That's all the time we've got for this episode of The Media Files, and we want to thank you for sticking around to the end. Thank you, Lindsay, for being here this week
1: with me. No problem.
0: Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow, and special thanks to Brian for technical assistance. Do not forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstuff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to, and maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.
1: Goodbye.